0: Welcome to Fempreneur Two Confessions. And now I'm realizing not only did I prematurely hit go live, I forgot to take Linda out of the screen, our guest. So she gets to sit through the entire introduction, which we try not to do because, you know, they just sit there smiling. You take me out. Take me out, man. Take me out. She's like, take me out. Okay, fine. I'll take you out. Watch me take you out. I'll take you out. Uh, we're already having so much fun um so hi welcome to fempreneur true confessions podcast
1: hello everyone <laughs> and i'm laura um and i am the owner of odaa or oda virtual assistant agency and we are a small boutique um virtual assistant agency that has an amazing team that is here to help you behind the scenes as a small business owner. Um, Learning to delegate out work, figure out a good strategy, what is most efficient for you, and just giving back, giving up what you um, need to give away and get done so that you can focus on your business, um, the stuff that really is your superpower in your business. So delegate it, get rid of it, let it be done by somebody else. So that is what we're here for. Nice
0: to meet everyone. Awesome. And uh, I'm Angelique with Lady Powerhouse Solutions. Lady Powerhouse Solutions is, uh, Laura and I do a lot of the the same uh, things, not all the same things, but a lot. And uh, we take a heart-centered approach to offering project and event management to women entrepreneurs who are on fire, lighting the world up with their passion and drive. We help them achieve their missions in the most authentic way possible. And this is starting to become like, Everything's authentic. One of our guests mentioned that recently, like authentic everything's authentic. Um, but so I just want to say what we mean by that is we work with the client to get their message across when we do marketing, for instance, uh, or when we do uh, some kind of project internally with their uh, clients or with their team members um, that feels very, really yummy to them. How about that? How about that?
1: Yeah, I think yummy works. Absolutely. I think yummy works, yeah. (laughs) So together we are Fempreneur True Confessions podcast. And our mission here um, is and has been to empower women um, in their business, in their life, um, in their world in general, um, to live authentically, so to live real, um, and support each other instead of competing. We, we're, we're not the we're non-competitive. We prove that as we come in, and we want to authentically show that um, in its true form. That we don't need to compete. That we are here to support women in business. Um, and to not compete with each other. So we model this through our own business, our own personal relationships, empowering each other and other women to do the same.
0: Yep. And um so part of that is creating creating a community. And that's what the podcast that's what we're trying to do with the podcast is Reaching, hopefully, reaching an audience that is uh, also wanting the same things, right? And creating a community, nurturing that community, um, building it up. This community of women that want to normalize the struggles, share the lessons uh, that we've learned, with the common goal of lifting other women up and never tearing them down. I saw this in action recently, where these women who had been had been supported by this particular coach. Um, that's what I'm going to call her for lack of a better word. It's not really what she is, but, um, she stopped doing something for free and they attacked her and it was, I broke my heart. It broke my heart because her community is about this. Her community is about normalizing what it looks like when women succeed at supporting each other and building each other up and, and fostering and, and supporting them and encouraging them to use their gifts and passions to fulfill their life's calling Um, so you know it's it was a lesson learned unfortunately through her but um the best we can do is continue to support her and build her up and be there for her and that's what that's what we're wanting to do is build maintain and grow this sisterhood that believes in an abundance mindset meaning there's more than enough for everybody and um sharing our struggles helping each other rise to our highest potential and i want to add something now i want to add that we honor each other's value because that's what this was it was dishonoring her value her worth and it really really pissed me off I'll be honest it really pissed me off and I'm sure well it hurt her it hurt her and you could tell um so but that's what our community is about and I think we're gonna start adding that too that we honor each other's value so um and a prime example is our guest today I am so excited I am
1: too so we have Linda with us
0: and Linda is no wait 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 you gotta say your whole name because it's so cool
1: I have to say her whole name.
0: Yeah. Oh, I didn't put it on there. It's Linda. (laughs) Linda.
1: Linda. (laughs) We're going to bring you up. Linda Sunshine West is Yes, yes, yes. I apologize. I didn't put it on, or we didn't have it on the sheet. But Linda um, Sunshine West is the founder and CEO of Action Takers Publishing. She's a speaker, a 22-time number one international bestseller, executive film producer, red carpet interviewer, and philanthropist. Woo, you're my kind of woman. Um, She ran away um, at five years old um, and was gone an entire week. She came home riddled with fears and in turn became a people pleaser. At age 51, she decided to face one fear every day for an entire year. In doing so, she gained an exorbitant amount of confidence and now uses what she's learned to fulfill her mission of empowering 5 million women and men to write their
0: stories. Wow! Welcome, Linda. Awesome. Thank
2: you for having me. Thank you for having me. I, I love it when I hear my bio because it's not what I was before you for so many years. And it just goes to show that we can accomplish a lot in life if we just put our mind to it and keep moving forward.
0: Absolutely. Um, Linda was in the comments and the, oh, we have a private chat. And so when I said yummy, she's like, yummy delicious. And her and I have already, like, I met Linda. We can't remember how we met, but. I went into one of her women action takers, um, networking events, which she used to do those a while back. And that's how we initially connected. Since then I've bought a couple of her books. This is one of them. Um, we'll drop links for, her. she's got four, I'll uh, four of them in uh, the notes in the comments or, you know, the, the, what's that called? Show notes? Um, I know what they are. I just couldn't pull it up at that right, right. That second. Um, there, okay. All right. Give us one second. I think what we have to do is, is it um, Linda, you may need to do it on your end. In your settings, there's an option to um, please hold while we work on our, <laughs> there's echo cancellation and noise suppression. Make sure those are on in this settings under audio. They are. Okay. Okay. All right. I have headphones on. Headphones always help. Yeah, I have headphones. Okay. On too. Yeah. So, Laura, it's your fault. Anyway, because yeah. um, <laughs> she doesn't have headphones on. Um, <laughs> well, I don't hear it. So, do you want
1: me to put my headphones on? Will that help?
0: Yeah, probably would. Okay. Um, so, where was I? We were trying to figure out where we met. And, we, you know, it doesn't matter. The thing is, we connected. And, uh, and just we, so we talked about how, um, We both like to break out in song in the middle of whatever we're doing. If somebody says something and it triggers that song, even if the words aren't right, we will make them up.
2: Exactly. I do it all the time. I used to work a job where, um, you know, in my bio, I don't remember if it mentioned it, but I had 49 jobs in 36 years. And there was this one job where I worked with this woman, we were side by side, and we were both the same way. So if somebody would walk in the office, and they would say something, and it was like a lyric in a song, we would both just look at each other. And then we would just start singing randomly. I love It It was like we shared a brain. It was kind of fun. It
0: That's was a awesome. lot of fun. <laughs> yeah, I love it. Um. Well, so cool is it better is it better do you think it's better better?
2: i'll know when she starts speaking
0: yeah yeah say something i'm speaking
1: now is that good
0: yay yay (laughs) rock on okay so uh linda as mentioned in the bio in 2015 you decided to or it wasn't in the bio the what was in the bio was when you were five and you were gone an entire week Oh, it did say that at age 51, you decided to face, well, now we know how old you are because that was in 2015. Do the math. Now we know. (laughs) But so you decided to leave corporate, follow your dreams after 36 years and 49 jobs, like you mentioned in corporate. Now I have a really similar story. Mm -hmm. Not quite 30. Well, maybe it was 36 years. Anyway, I'll have to go look at that. But you jumped ship, right? Without a net. You're like... I'm going in, I'm not taking a life raft. I'm not taking, I, I don't have anything in the water waiting for me basically. Right. And you yeah. decided to face one fear every day for an entire year. And that helped you gain all of this crazy confidence. And, um, and now you're using that and, and now uses what you learned to fulfill your mission of empowering all these women and men to write their own stories. Mm-hmm. Um, so well, let's talk about what, gosh, that's just so much fodder there. One of the first questions though I had was right. what was the scariest fear that you broke through? If you're okay with starting there, if you feel like when you go Oh yeah, start I'll somewhere. start wherever. I'm okay. all good. I have no fear, and wherever we start, <laughs> <laughs> I love it. So okay. you. Know,
2: first of all, it's funny. I was um, uh, on a on a summit earlier today, and when they introduced me, she said. You know, it's not an exorbitant amount of fear, Linda. It's a delusional amount of fear. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was cool. It's like, I'm going to have to change my bio where it says, you know, she created an, a, a delusional amount of fear. And, you know, the thing is that fear stops us from doing so many things in our lives. Yeah, nice. And the greatest fear, the greatest fear on the planet is the same one that I had. And I'll share with you that, what that is in just a second. So when you ask the question, you know, like, what was the the scariest fear? Like, what was the craziest fear? What was the most um, transformational fear? What was the, it really isn't one specific um, thing that I did. It was one bucket of fear. So I had this huge bucket of fear that a lot of us have, the vast majority of us have. And the fears that I faced every single day, or most of them fit into that bucket. And so I'll just share with you briefly how it it looked is every day I woke up, well, first of all, it was January 1st of 2015, New Year's Day. I don't set New Year's resolutions because I break them every time. But I said, wow, I have so many fears. I'm going to break through a fear every day this year. It was completely random. It just came up when I woke up that day. And so I said, what I'm going to do is every day, I'm just going to ask myself a question. What scares me? Before I get out of bed, that's the question I'm going to ask myself. And then the very first fear that pops into my head that morning is the fear I'm going to commit myself to breaking through that day. That was exactly what it looked like. So there was no list. I didn't have any idea what fears were going to come up. Every day was completely different based on whatever fear came up. So as I started going through, breaking through these fears, you know, three months into it, I had this realization that there's that, that ridiculous saying out there, you know, uh, false evidence appearing real, Getting real fear, false mm-hmm. evidence appearing real. And I was like, there is nothing false about my fears at all. Every single fear is as real as real can be to me. To and you. so, exactly. yeah. And so I had this realization that, wow, okay, my fears are real. And then about six months into it, I started asking myself a different question. And that was, what's the common theme between this last six months? I've been facing fears for six months now, 180 fears. What's the common theme? Oh, my God, I landed on it. It It's the fear of judgment. The fear of judgment is what stops us from moving forward. It's not painful to be judged. We create the pain within ourselves that we're saying that this is why it's painful. Mm -hmm. And so like there's a saying that more people are scared of speaking on stage than they are of dying. But the reality is more people are scared of the judgment they'll receive on stage than they are of dying. Yeah. That makes so,
1: sense.
2: Yeah. And so it just really fueled me that, oh gosh, all I need to do is work on one fear. The fear was the fear of judgment, not the fear of going to Denny's by myself. Like That was one of them. Go to Denny's by myself. Go to the movies by myself. Go shopping by myself. I didn't like to be by myself. Another one was uh, one, one of the fears that I remember. It was so specific. It said, talk to a stranger in the Starbucks. Like that was, that was the fear that day, you know? I, I used to um, drive to networking events because you know, entrepreneurship, you know, a lot of us attend a lot of networking events. I would drive to a networking event, park my car, get on Facebook, not go inside and drive back home. I was so scared to talk to people. This wow. was before breaking through those fears. So now I just like none of this stuff bothers me anymore because I no longer have that fear of judgment. My entire life has shifted.
0: That's mm-hmm. awesome. That's it a reminds short answer, me, by the way. That's a short answer. Yeah, that is a short answer. But um, it reminds me, I was listening to Neil Patel uh, and another gentleman who is also well known. But I just am blanking on his name. Put it in the notes, Laura, to look this the episode up. But he was talking about how, how to get more speaking gigs. But they touched on that exact thing, that when he first started out speaking, and I don't think it was Neil, I think it was the other gentleman that that everything shifted for him he would he would be so nervous to go out there so nervous and but at some point he realized that what he was nervous about was the judgment that he was going to be judged for not speaking you know eloquently or stumbling over his words or pausing for too long. And he was really what was making him nervous was other people's judgment. Mm -hmm. So he said, change your focus to what you're bringing to the audience, the service that you're bringing to them, the value that you're bringing to them and take the focus off yourself. Mm -hmm. And he goes completely, I was, I've never been nervous again.
1: Yeah. And,
0: Yeah. And I, um, that's what, what you were just talking about that, that judgment. And I think you're just so right on about that. Like everybody is afraid of being judged and, you know, and it stops us from doing so much, so, so much. So well, I'd like to
2: touch on I'm gonna expound on that just a little bit yeah, because yeah. as I and I, I do a lot of uh, retrospection to see like where did this stem from, what caused this, mm-hmm. uh, what was the the incident in my life that created this this way of feeling or thinking or whatever. And so one of the things I rec thing that I recognize is that you I grew up in a very judgmental environment. You know, a lot of us grow up in these judgmental environments, whether it's our family or our so-called friends, right? These people who say these bad things about us. And then what happens is we end up becoming our own worst enemies because we are born as a child. The, the very moment that we're born, we don't judge ourselves. There is no judgment. The judgment is the judgment of others that's created within us. And then we adopt their beliefs as our own. So at what point in our lives, for me, it wasn't until I was 51 that I started to look at that and say, you know what? I need to adopt my own beliefs. What do I believe in? What do I love? What do I hate? What do I like? I didn't know because as a people pleaser, all I cared about was pleasing you. And so Mm -hmm. your likes I adopted as my own. So Mm -hmm. I started adopting other people's, right? And then I said, okay, wait a minute. Somebody started calling me sunshine. You know, one day the sunshine is not my given name. It's a name that was given to me. So somebody called me Sunshine. Somebody else called me Sunshine. It happened like four or five times in six weeks. And I said, there's something here that they see in me that I don't see in myself. So what yes. am I going to do? Instead of adopting the negativity that I had been doing for so many decades, I'm going to start adopting the positivity. So I started calling myself Sunshine because that's what they called me. When people would say I was smart and I was brave and I was, I was kind and I was all these wonderful things, I would always have like, no, no, I'm not. No, I'm not. No, I'm not. I said, wait a minute, there's something they see in me that I don't see in myself. I'm going to start adopting the positive things that people say about me and believe those to be my truths as well. And I got to tell you that when you start to look at that and you start to uh, again, I call them adopting, right? Because I adopted beliefs in the beginning. Now I'm adopting new beliefs. And what happens is. There's a, the reticular activator system in our brain that goes off. When we start focusing on something or looking at for something, we start finding more of it. Yep. So what happened is as I started searching for positivity, as I started searching for people who believed in me, I started finding more positivity and finding more people who believed in me. I was able to just you know, rewire my brain just by intentionally searching for something else and that was having awareness which is i have awareness i have awareness now i have awareness I know right now. i have awareness i have awareness now. It. It's time for me to move on like donkey kong my new
1: song i love it love I love it throw
0: that in there somewhere absolutely <laughs> i have found my spirit animal <laughs> <laughs> absolutely it's a cheetah it's a cheetah, it's a cheetah. I think with some of the, when,
1: when when you're looking at like the the judgment part, we were taught um, like you don't tell, you know, you're taught as a kid, you don't talk to strangers. But my mother would be standing in stores and just randomly compliment people. And some of them took it, others didn't, but she always, they would always smile back at her. It always, she, and I'm like, why do you do that? And being taught that You never know what somebody's going through. You just brighten their day. Sometimes a compliment is just something to bring them out of whatever thought they're having. So if they were deep in thought or they just seemed troubled, she would say something to them. Um, And I adopted that as my my icebreaker, my ability to speak to people outside of my own little bubble that I knew really well and, and put myself out. And it doesn't ever go super far. You don't have to worry about a long, exaggerated conversation. But that little bit in the moment to break the ice when y'all are kind of awkwardly standing around people um, was the one way that I had ever learned to then just kind of come out of that fear of being around people, being in those awkward moments or not quite sure what to say, the judgment, that kind of thing. Um and you know, even to this day, some people will be like, "She's strange," and others will be like, "Thank you so much," you know. And you just take it for what it is. So, to some of them, I'm weird. Yes, I'm a very big weirdo. Um, and others, they really appreciated it, which was great to hear. Um, them, you know, that it brightens their day. and They say thank you. But it's very interesting because that's um, those little things that you notice along the way. Like I would throw myself out there purposely and do that to. to to ensure that somebody else was having a good day. Like it wasn't for me, it was for them.
0: Yeah, kind yeah, exactly, exactly. So, you know, you, you talked about, you know, jumping shit without a, <laughs> a net, right? Um, I, and I wanna make sure that we have plenty of time to talk about this because I think this is really important. Um, one, I don't want people to think that they shouldn't jump if they need to jump right? Um, do I think it's good to have an exit strategy? Absolutely. But, um, and I'm sure you'll touch on this. There's a, there's a place where one out, you know, having one outweighs the benefit of staying versus not. So, uh, let's talk about the good, the bad, and the ugly about jumping without a nut.
2: Yeah, I I'm one of those that I like to make pros and cons lists. Like if I'm in a situation and I'm I'm feeling uh, like I want to move make a movement, but I don't know if, I, if it's a smart way to go or or if it's the right time or what have you. I'll just make two columns: good, bad. You know, pros, cons, and then I list out the pros and the cons. Then I literally will look at it like was one like way over weighing the other, and if so, then that's the movement that I'll make. So I love to move into uh, like. Uh, a conscious state of mind. Again, awareness. I, you know, move into that awareness state of mind because what happens is a lot of times we make decisions based on emotion vast majority of our decisions are based based on emotion. But if we can move to logic, then we're making a logical decision. What's really, really best and right for us in that time. You know, when I was, I was married to my first husband, you know, he used to tell me how stupid and ignorant I was on a daily basis. And I had two kids. They were uh, four. we had two kids, 14 months and four weeks old. And I made a decision to leave him, to walk out on him. And I literally walked out because I didn't have a car. I mean, we had one car between us and he was with the car. And so I literally walked out a purse, a diaper bag, two babies. And that was it. A lot of people would say, wow, that was so brave that you did that. But the reality at the reality that I was facing in that moment is I had two fears, the fear of staying and the fear of leaving. Mm-hmm. So I looked at it and I said, is my fear of staying stronger than my fear of leaving or which one is more, which one makes more sense for me in this time. And I was only 21 years old. I had these two little babies. I didn't really have anywhere to go. I had my parents' house to go to, but other than that, like, I just, I I didn't know what I was doing, you know? And, and so my decision to leave was because my fear of staying was stronger than my fear of leaving. So sometimes our fears will fuel us to do something that we're scared to do because we know that the fear of staying is, is stronger. So for me in the corporate world, 49 jobs, 36 years, you know, my fear of going to the 50th job was stronger than my fear of leaping out into the unknown, literally unknown. I wasn't an entrepreneur. I didn't live an entrepreneurial life. I didn't know what it was all about, but I started, you know, kind of like reading some personal development, learning different things about myself learning that I do have value, even though the corporate world made me believe that I didn't have any, you know, that's what my belief was. And Mm -hmm. and so I started realizing all these things about myself and said, you know what, I'm going to do it. I'm going to leap out of the corporate world, which I was working for a judge in the Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals at that time. I'm going to leap out of there and and see what happens. And um, I had met somebody who told me that they would make me a millionaire in a year. And I believed them. It hasn't happened yet. I'm still waiting for that. Hello. But, but, you know, what's interesting is if they hadn't said that, would I have leaped out? I don't know. I'm so glad I did, though, because even though I didn't have that net and I wasn't ready, you know, some really crazy things happened. Um, For example, my husband and I, you know, I've I've been married now for 34 years, happily married. And when I left that corporate job, uh, we took out a second mortgage on our home. And I spent all that second mortgage money on these business ideas, these business ventures, trying to figure all this stuff out. And so after spending all that money, I said, you know what? We have to sell the home because I got to follow this dream and passion. Now that home had been in my family since I was two years old, but I didn't have a positive connection to the household because there was a lot of abuse that happened in there. So we ended up selling our home. We sold 85% of our belongings. We bought a fifth wheel trailer, We literally lived in a trailer as park hosts in San Diego County so that we would have no rent. We did everything we could in order for me to follow this dream and this passion of being a successful entrepreneur. It took seven years, seven years of not knowing what I was doing, trying to figure it out, got to the point that we almost became homeless and um, I ended up going back to a job. So I went back to a job. I was on a job for a couple of years and the, my husband and I made an agreement that when I like, double my salary uh, four months in a row, or when I make this much, have this much money in the bank, then that's when I can leave my job. So I had my sight on what I had to do in order to be able to leave and become an entrepreneur again, like jump into it. And it's been it's been an incredible journey, ups and downs, lots of them, twists, turns, so many failures that I can't even bear to count. It's way more failures than jobs, <laughs> and. Um, every single step though, has been part of the journey to get me to where I am today. And it's just this, this, a mental attitude of I've got something, I have something in me. I just haven't figured it out yet. And to keep moving forward. And I think that's the thing is we oftentimes will give up on ourselves because, Oh, I'm not going to make it. But if you have this gut feeling, it was deep down in my gut. Like I, I feel like I'm on the precipice and I kept feeling like that for seven years. And so some people look at it and say, wow, you should have, you should have stopped, you know, a long time ago. You're not successful or what have you. I said no, but I feel it. I feel it, and I'm going to keep going. someday I'll land on it. So I finally landed on it a year and a half ago, and it's been like wildfire. It's been incredible, incredibly awesome. fast. You just got to keep going, keep going.
1: Yeah, yeah, I love that because you, I, you, we, we, we say stuff about the time. You know, we we see people like six months, three months, you could do this. And it drives us crazy because those bright, shiny objects and yay to those who have done it. I applaud you. But there is no time limit. You know, I mean, statistics don't even tell you this is going to be an immediate thing. Um, and, you know, we heard from past guests where they've made they've hit those marks, six, seven figures. And yet what they still bring home in the end is nowhere near what anybody's really considering and thinking about. Um, And so those time limits in that, that moment, that feeling when it's just like, I can't put a time on this, Um, you know, and my husband and I recently had the same conversation where I'm like, I don't know what the time on this is, Um, but we're going to figure it out. We're going to get through it. It's, it's always worked itself out and it always will. Um, But, and what it is what it's gonna look like i don't have an idea but like you there's a feeling there's a there's a push somewhere like and i know for myself personally going back to corporate had me in tears for weeks it, it, it traumatized and part of the reason why my husband was like okay forget it you know because it, it was it was awful like the, he'd never seen me cry we've been together you know 12 years at that point 13 years at that point and i'm Copiously crying without being able to stop and it's just like what and I was like I can't go back to corporate I can't do this like we've got to find another way and it was just crazy insane to feel that kind of trauma for all that to come surfacing that way Um. so I love the fact that you're saying look it's seven years who knows and it's gonna take this It's gonna take that but the idea that it's not a quick fix and it's not the bright, shiny object. And yeah,
2: you know. Yeah. I had a lot of issues to deal with a lot of them, especially the, um, the judgment thing was a huge piece, but like, I had a lot of money issues. If you have money issues, it's hard to make money because it's hard to keep the money. So even if you make money, it's hard to keep it because you haven't dealt with it. Like you know, lottery winners, the vast majority of lottery winners become broke within (laughs) two years. Right. And that's because they don't have the money mindset. And so what that's one of the things I've been very aware of for myself is that I needed to work on my money mindset. This year or last year, 2022 is the first time since I've been in business since the end of 2014 that I hit six figures. Prior to that, the most money I ever made in any year was $33,000, seven years in a row. I never paid myself in seven years you know, every money, every bit of money went right back into the business. And I was just so stressed all the time. But then when I finally landed on the thing, the one thing that I do, and I do really, it's like, wow, I know what I'm doing. I love it. And I'm damn good at this. I landed on that. And that was the book publishing. And then this last year, it went from 33,000 To one hundred and sixty thousand. So you know, I'm not scared to share how much money I make or how little money I make because it, like, what's the big deal? Like, why do we make such a big deal about it? This helps other people to see that it's possible for them too, and to jump from thirty-three to one hundred and sixty. That's huge. But that really was all the work that I put in. A lot of mental work. Thank
0: you. Yes, thank you so much for saying that and and mentioning the the money thing because often money it's attached to our emotions. Mm -hmm. Money is about our emotions and our emotional baggage. It's it's intertwined. It's all tangled up. But um, one of the other things, and I'm going to circle back to that because I think it is so powerful when you say, I made $33,000 for so many years. Now I'm finally doing this. And because we aren't talking about that. Mm-hmm. All they're talking about is I can teach you how to make six figures. Because once you make six figures, you've arrived somehow there's this, and, and I don't know if it's a patriarchal thing or what that, you know, men have, that's been their sole purpose in life is to, you know, to, to support their family. And so monetarily, how much they make is a big deal. It's, it's, it's a completely connected to their self-worth and their self-value. And so as women, as we've been entering them, the, the, the workspace, we've decided, oh, we're gonna do that too. We're gonna equate our value to how much money we make. No, no, we don't have to do that. That's, that's a model that we don't have to follow. But one of the things that you talked about was the failures, right? And it reminded me of Thomas Edison. Everybody knows Thomas Edison. <laughs> and his teachers told him that he was too stupid to learn anything. Now, he didn't agree, thankfully. He knew that each experiment that he conducted led to the next and the next, and it would all end up in this discovery that he was, that he was searching for in his mind, there were no failures. He needed each step to reach his ultimate success. He needed each failure to lead him to that. And someone pointed out to to him that he had failed 10,000 times in developing uh, the battery. Right. And he responded that he hadn't failed. He just found ten thousand ways that it didn't work because his belief was that he failed his way to success yeah I love so that. even though and he was deaf he had deafness mm-hmm. which would have stopped many people right but it didn't even seem to phase him because he knew what he was looking for he had he's like i i know this is going to work i i have this idea this is this is you know this passion this goal this mission and by the world's standards he was capable of little yet he found his own methods he's he self-educated he innovated and he patented eventually over 1000 inventions and but he didn't get there by you know uh, taking this course or following these steps to six figures he failed And failures, like he said, it's just feedback, you know, and it's easy much. I think for humans, it's just easier for us to identify what doesn't work, what isn't good for us, what we don't like than it is to go, oh, I like that. Well, how do you know? Have you tried it? Mm -hmm. Have you compared it to something else? And so I want to circle back to all those years where like the second mortgage, holy cow, right? And the talk experience that you, I'm sorry, I said talk about facing
1: fears. Like you right. were right. That would whoa. That would have terrified me. Sorry, I didn't mean didn't look to interrupt you.
0: That's okay. <laughs> the the experience you gained during that period did is did it weigh into your eventual success?
2: Oh, big time. Every experience has weighed into, you know, the eventual success. Like I'm at that level, right? It's it's just, everybody has, like, we have these up levelings for ourselves. Sometimes the level is a small step forward. And sometimes actually sometimes moving backward is a step forward. Sometimes moving backward is a huge step forward because sometimes we're so focused on one thing that we think that that's the result we want to get, but really where I, where I need to be focusing is over here, but how am I going to get there? So sometimes I need to take those steps backwards. But yeah, definitely. I One of the first things I did is I hosted an event called you in 2015 called Lemon Zest and Garlic Fest. And an awesome name. People, every time I mention it, they're like, oh my God, that sounds amazing. And I'm in San Diego, California. And in July, this event was held in July. July is the hottest month we have. We never get rain in July if it happens to rain. It's like a small sprinkle. Well, that day of my event, We were forecasted to get a deluge of rain. We don't even get that in December, you know, like in in the winter months. And so I just ignored it. And boy, what a mistake that was because we got a deluge of rain. We got more rain than San Diego has ever received in its recorded history of a hundred and something years. But at the end of that day, yeah, when I looked at that one, I did the numbers and I ran it. I I lost $70,000 from that one event. And then I looked at, then I said, next event, I'm going to do this next event. I'm not going to do this. And I looked at it as a, like a lesson, like, what can I learn from this? What are all the different things I learned? So at the next event, I only lost $10,000. And I like to say that it was like a 700% <laughs> <That's huge>. increase. <laughs> Exactly, <laughs> huge difference, right? Exactly. It's all in how we how we look at things. How do we look at the experiences? You know, what are we looking at? Like the the words of failures. Like, yes, I failed many, many, many times, but it's the lessons that I learned through the failures, and also that I am not a failure because I failed. I'm actually a winner because I failed because I actually did the things. I stepped out on the limb and I said, you know, I'm going to try this. I'm going to try that. Now, here's the thing: is that we can have mentors and coaches that can help us along that path, along that journey to get where we're going to go. But then, then that even goes deeper. Let's go deeper on that. Find mentors and coaches who are successfully doing the thing you want to do. So finding a mentor or coach is awesome, but if they're not successfully doing the thing you want to do, they might take you down the wrong path. So it's aligning with those people who you're like, wow, that person's doing exactly what I want to do. I'm going to reach out to them and find out how they can help me be successful. And let's shorten the time in which we get to that success. You know, there's like, there's so many things I learned through, especially through that year of fears. And, and really, I think the bottom line of this whole thing, like if I can encapsulate this into one thing, two things, I'll encapsulate into two things. One is that, you know, find, find out, find for yourself where your fear of judgment comes from and tackle that head on and realize that you have value, you have importance. And there are people out there who are waiting for you to discover that for yourself because they see it in you, but you don't see it in yourself. So one of the sayings I came up with is to see yourself through the eyes of others for others see the real you. Now, this is only positive people. We don't talk about this with negative people. And the second thing I would share is that I created my own acronym for fear. And that is that faith erases anxious reactions. Fear is nothing more than some sort of anxiety that's going on inside of us. But if we can tap into our faith, tap into our faith, then we can help to eliminate and or maybe just lessen those fears a little bit so that we can go do it. So when I tap into faith, there's three areas of faith I tap into. The first area is faith in myself that I can do this okay, I can do this. The next is if I got, if I don't have enough faith in myself, then I tap into the faith of my surroundings, of my mentors, my coaches. I have lots of them. I reach out to them and I grab their faith of me and I adopt that And then my next one is to faith in God you have to tap into God and say that you know what I need your help, I need your strength I need I need the courage to move forward and do this. And so what this says to us is lets us know that, See, so when our faith is strong, our fear is weak. So for yes. fear, this means our faith is weak and we must tap into it. Faith erases yeah. anxious reactions. Go forward and live the life you're wanting to live. If you're not happy, it's your own fault. It is your own fault. You got to make a decision to change that life and step out on faith that things will be different. Maybe not today. Maybe not tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Maybe in seven years but they will be different.
0: Yeah. Um, And I'm really glad you brought up the coaches and mentors thing because uh, we were talking uh, recently to a future guest and um, who will remain unnamed because I like the mystery. Um, But we were asking her, she, she also stressed how important the mentorship is. And so one of the questions that I like to ask is, How, what was, what, what's your advice for someone who is looking for a mentor?
2: Yeah, I think that number one thing again is to look at people who are successful doing what you're doing and then confirm that they're successful because there are a lot of smoke and mirrors out there. There's a lot of smoke and mirrors, right? I can tell you I'm successful all I want. But what about the people who are following with me? So right now, as of right now, we as of today, we are like we have published 14 number one international best selling books. So if you want to publish books that I might be a good person for you to reach out to. How did you become number one international bestseller? If you want that, maybe I'm somebody to reach out to. You am a 22 times number one international best selling author myself. How did I do that? How did I move into that space? So you can actually exhibit by seeing what I'm doing to see that I'm having success there. But if I'm saying I'm this and that and this, and there's no evidence out there, you might want to look at that person just a little bit further to see if there really are what they're saying that they are. So really you know, look beyond the smoke and mirrors because sometimes our emotions take over. They do a lot. Right. And so as far as that, as far as the emotions taking over, we might say, Oh, I really like this person. They're amazing. I love their message. I love who they are. I love who they show up as, but if they're not successful, they're not a good mentor. Go and connect okay. with them as a friend, but not as a mentor. So that's my yeah. first piece of advice. And then ask. Here's the thing is if we don't ask, we've already answered for them. If yeah. we don't ask, we've already answered no. So like there's that book, um, Go for the No. I can't remember who wrote that book, but you know, going for the no. I don't say that. I say like, look at the people that you really want to align with, connect with them, You know, provide some value for them, and then a lot of times they will you know, ask if you'd like to get mentored, which is actually just happened recently. I asked this woman, would you like some mentorship? I see that you need some help. Would you like some mentorship? Are you open for that? Yeah. And she said, yes. So I've been mentoring her and it's it's been awesome right. because yeah. when she first came at me, it was like literally like attacking me. And I turned her attack into a much softer approach for her to be able to connect with people. But find those people who want to mentor. And then the last piece of advice here, my own mentor mentioned this just the other day. I was, I had the opportunity to speak on his stage that I've been wanting to speak on for eight years. I finally spoke on it last year, last week. And he said, you know, there are a lot of people out there who want mentorship, but they're not willing to do the work. As a mentor, I appreciate someone like you, who, when I give you something to do, you actually do it. So if you're getting mentorship, make sure you're ready to do the work go out and do the work and make it happen. Make your mentor proud, but most importantly, make yourself proud of yourself.
0: Nice. Absolutely. All right. So are you going to tell yeah. us whose stage you were on? Yeah. Oh, yes. Of course. I didn't even think. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. So the event is called Secret Knock. It's an, an absolutely incredible event. It's been hosted for, I think, 16 years now. My mentor, his name is Dr. Greg Reed. And you, know, he is- um. Yeah. He's an incredible, incredible man. And you know he's so humble and he, he does what he can to help you succeed as long as you're willing to do the work. And so it was eight years ago. I attended my very first secret knock. It was March of 2015. So I had only gone through about 75 days of breaking through fears at that time. When I attended that event, the very first time I literally stood back in a corner on a break and I was on my phone and uh, I, am my life coach, my life coach was uh, there at the time with me. She would filter people over to me and say, "Linda, here's somebody you need to meet. Linda, here's somebody you need to meet." Because I was so scared to be there, because I was intimidated. I didn't have any, you know, any uh, confidence in myself, in who I am, and all that stuff. And so she kept feeding people to me. And then I was so glad I attended, and I decided to attend again and again. Then I, I said, I wonder what it would be like to volunteer. So what am I doing? I'm moving from a place of Of attending to a place of, you know, I'd like to be of service to this organization. So I moved into this space of service and I started volunteering and I did that for a couple of times. And then after that, um, uh, Greg's, you know, his assistant ended up moving. So he reached out to me and he said, Hey, you know, her name was Kat. Kat is moving. Do you want to become the organizer of Secret Knock? And I was like, Heck yeah.
0: This what? is, a, I know
2: it's a Forbes number one rated Inc magazine rated, you know, entrepreneur magazine, number one rated event for entrepreneurs to attend. And he asked me if I wanted to move into that space. So I was like, of course I do. I mean, what an incredible opportunity. And guess mm-hmm. what? I didn't get paid a dime. I didn't mm-hmm. get paid a dime. I was serving. And mm-hmm. if some people are like, wow, you did all that work. Like, I worked my ass off. But you know how I got paid and way much better, way more important than than money, because how I got paid was through knowing that I was serving such a great organization and the connections I made. Uh He became my mentor throughout this process. But I remember one day I'll share this one story. One day, while I was organizing the event, I was organizing the speakers, the venue. I did everything. I was literally working like forty and fifty hours a week, not making a dime. Okay, this is why I only only made thirty three thousand the you know the most in one year because I give a lot. And so one day I was doing a Facebook Live, and I don't remember what the topic was, but I was this incoming call comes in, and I looked at the screen. I'm like, um, uh, I gotta go, everybody. Les Brown is calling me. So Les Thank Brown. You. Les Brown called me and here's what he said. The reason I share this story is not because it's Les Brown, but it's because of what happened. So he calls me and he says, Linda, I just want to, he called, this is what he called for. I just wanted to call to let you know that you're an incredible servant leader. When I'm in town, you make sure that you spend time with me because I'm going to teach you how to leverage my name. And I made that happen. And I showed up. He taught me how to leverage my name, his name. He taught me not only how to leverage his name, but how to leverage anybody's name. Yeah. I learned so much, but it was because I was a servant leader, a servant leader. Yeah. And he saw it. He saw that. Yeah. And he didn't have to reach out to me, but he did. Mm -hmm. that man made me feel so extremely special so I learned that too is that when we show up like you were mentioning Laura right it's just saying you know how uh, you you look very nice today or your outfit looks nice or what a beautiful smile sometimes Mm -hmm. it's all it takes for somebody to feel extra special and Les Brown made me feel extra special like I'm getting emotional just remembering that moment because it was so instrumental in a lot of the things I'm doing today
0: yeah. Mm-hmm. And I love that story. I know I've heard you tell that story at least once. Um, and I met Gregory through one of your women action taker events he presented. Yeah. And I then subsequently searched out his book and read his book and started following him in social media. And he's I and I love when what men get behind women mm-hmm. like that and support them. Yeah. Um I just posted something on social media about, you know, I don't want men to I can't remember what it was, but in effect, I want them to abandon to bail on this patriarchy and get on the wagon of just being a good human being. Yeah. And not following the pressures that they've been raised with because honestly, I don't feel like, um, I feel like men patriarchy is, is not a great thing for women. No, but they, the men haven't got the best end of the stick either. Yeah. You know. So, um, I know we could talk for days <laughs> <laughs> and I would love to do that, yes, but sure. um, I do want to keep uh, wrap this up. So, um, Let's see. What is next on the agenda? You have freebies for everyone, Linda.
2: Yeah. What are my freebies? I can never remember what I'm giving away.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Ah, So it is the do it, delegate it, or dump it. (sighs) um, It's exactly what you need to get out of your head and move forward. So turn your overwhelm into money in the bank. Um, and the link is for a free download of the do it delegated it or dump it. Um, is it a, Oh God, there goes my brain
0: PDF, D- like an
1: ebook PDF. Down, yeah. We go. Yes.
0: Yes.
2: And it's actually like a, a worksheet kind of, you know, to help you to walk through that, that monkey brain of, you know, Oh, I'm stuck in overwhelm and stuff. And, and also for you, Laura, it's actually helpful for people who want to work with you because, uh, going through that process of the the dumping it, that's the aspect of like, who should I hire to do the work for me? So it actually would be is great for you know people who are on the like, they're not really sure of what they should be doing and shouldn't be doing. And then they figure out what they shouldn't be doing and then delegate that out to people who can help them to do it.
0: That's Love awesome. It. We just yeah. talked about that recently. I do that with yeah. clients when they come to me and they're just all this overwhelm I'm like, all right, got to do a dump you need to do a dump yeah. and I send them a worksheet. So um, yeah, awesome. And so uh, one of the things we like to do is have our current guest introduce our next guest. And our next guest is Nicole magic. And I know we had a little confusion about who the next guest was. It is Nicole magic. So uh, and okay. I, love, I got love, 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 love <laughs> that name. So um, it's the last three little things I sent to you, Linda. So,
2: okay. I got it. I found it. I found it. Awesome. Okay, cool. <laughs> I'm ready to rock and roll. Well, first of all, I want to thank you so much for having me on the podcast. This is this is awesome. I love you. Any opportunities that I get to share the message of, you know, just getting out there and, you know, living your life the way you truly want to live it. If you don't know what that is, figure it out and then do it because you yes. only get one chance at this, only one chance. So, go out there and live your life and don't let fear stop you from living that life. So, the next guest is Nicole Magic. She's an accomplished leadership An empowerment strategist and educator. And she has created a highly effective, life-transforming empowerment program, the Alchemy of Transformation. She awakens your true potential by erasing limiting beliefs and showing you how to live a life you desire without compromising who you are or what you love. She She has appeared on various radio shows, local TV, as a keynote speaker for international conferences, Using the strategic formulas of her empowerment program, the alchemy of transformation, along with CBT and NLP techniques, all the alphabets, she's got all the alphabets going on. There. <laughs> she helps you to permanently erase self-sabotaging beliefs and transform your obstacles into the opportunities to achieve the success you desire.
0: Awesome. Thank you, Linda. Um, Thank you. So I know NLP, I know that stands for Neuro Linguistic Programming. I don't know what CBT mm-hmm. is, but I'm sure Me it's either. like somewhere in there similar yeah. to that. So, clearly yeah.
2: it's, it's, I got it. It's clearly Badass Transformation, of course. Oh. Oh, yeah.
1: Oh, yeah, We'll have to tell her about <laughs> that. That is perfect too. Um, and she's an amazing woman. So definitely tuning in next week and, um, I've gotten to know her over the last about eight months um, and what she does is just truly fantastic. So, you know, as we move into these mindsets, you talk about money mindset, you talk about the way things are. She's very much into that and that limitless, limitless belief. And so, again, the universe just keeps lining
0: up our guests in yes. magical ways. So. Yeah. We don't schedule them. They self-schedule. So this is pretty, pretty awesome. Awesome. Um, Our ask this week or announcement or whatever, it's the same as last week. One of these days we'll change it, but subscribe to the YouTube channel. If you've already subscribed, please, please, please share invite someone share one of the episodes with someone um so that we can build our audience and reach as many fempreneurs out there as we possibly can thank you for being yeah. with us today thank you again linda for being thank an you. awesome awesome guest and we will see thank you guys you, next time bye, bye everyone.